0: This is the Husker Volleyball Radio Show with head coach John Cook. Presented by Bank of the West and your Midwest Ford dealers. Visit
1: BuyFordNow.com.
0: Kennedy Orr, the slide, Caitlin Orr, bang, two, two.
1: How beautiful was that connection, JB?
0: The slide shot by Becca Alec, kaboom, pika alec pass white right side big hit hayden Kubik, ka-boom she's been impressive, long 13.9 this slide there she is maggie mendelson turns across court Boy, maggie mendelson now the red right side's a kidney oh she's supposed to be a center. 16. Whitney down the line, kill, and then she tosses. Associate coach Jalen Ray's. After that kill, that's not going to help her future playing time. You got to be nice to those coaches. One nothing red. Past the red, Maddie Kubik. Line drive set. Line drive laser kill. Lindsey Krausey. Wow.
1: Here is your host, John Baylor, on the Huskers Radio Network.
0: Greetings, Nebraska. Hello, hello. Happy Tuesday. This is your Nebraska volleyball show. Your humble host, John Baylor, soon to be joined by the star of the show, Nebraska's head volleyball coach, John Cook, in his 23rd season. His Huskers, your Huskers, now 10 and 1. Still number three in the land, just behind Texas and Louisville, followed by San Diego. But after the top four, a huge change as the ABCA coaches poll now has Purdue. Number five, by virtue of their win over Minnesota this weekend, Ohio State loses to Nebraska on Saturday night and goes up one in the polls to number six. Minnesota drops to seven, Wisconsin eight. You might notice those four schools all in the Big Ten with Nebraska number three and then Purdue five, Ohio State six, Minnesota seven, Wisconsin eight. Five of the top eight schools are in the Big Ten Conference. Then Stanford at nine, they lost somehow in three. So, Oregon, and then number 10 is Pittsburgh, 11 Georgia Tech, and then 12 is Penn State. Six of the top 12 are in the Big Ten. Michigan is getting votes. We'll see Michigan in two weeks. Friday night, Nebraska off to New Jersey to face Rutgers. And the Scarlet Knights have been busting pinatas ever since this weekend. They took down Michigan State three sets to two. Not sure they even have attended school since that win. That was huge, Coach. Your reaction to the the shocker
1: in Jersey? There, there are no more surprises in college volleyball. I mean, you you just look outside the big, look in the Big Ten for all the crazy matches and crazy scores, and and then look outside the Big Ten, some of the stuff going on. I mean, it's unreal. Um, you know, Kentucky goes to LSU and loses. You know, it's. Uh, for an example, but Florida number twelve yeah. loses to South Carolina. Yeah, unranked. Yeah, and then it's uh right. You know, it's college volleyball now. I, I've been saying, you know, the the parity is really a, it's deep. It's it's across the board, and it's hard to be great every night and win. And and it's that's going to be the true test of teams that you know want to want to be great. Is you're going to have to win. A lot of close matches and beat teams that you're probably, on paper, you think, oh, yeah, we're going to beat them. But d- these teams are really good. How do you explain the greater parity this year? Is part of it that, you know, we lost a lot of fifth-year studs,
0: you know, Stephanie Samity and, and the three great Wisconsin Badgers. Like, like teams have, have dropped just a notch, and, and so others that were a step below are now kind of a half-step below?
1: No, I think um, – I think <laughs> – what I've been seeing and saying in recruiting, there's a lot more good players playing volleyball. There's a lot more athletes playing volleyball. So when we go recruiting at club tournaments, you used to just see there'd be a couple elite teams, you know, a couple elite players. Now, there's 50 really good club teams that have talent on them. So, uh, so I just think the the base or the foundation across the country, and there's clubs everywhere now. I mean, there, you know, there used to be. I think when Kayla, you know. In like in Mississippi, there was no clubs. Well, there's clubs down there now. There's club, I mean, there's, All the big cities have major clubs. And it's just the volleyball is getting really good. And the quality is really good. I mean, it, there's some great volleyball going on in high school and club level.
0: So you think there'll be more Pittsburghs, there'll be more Marquettes, some right. more teams that don't just rise, stay in the upper No issue. question.
1: I mean, it's getting more and more competitive. And now with the portal, you can rebuild in a year so you can get you know texas has five players from the from the, the transfer portal yeah you know it's not like they needed them but you can rebuild and, and uh, upgrade your roster really quickly
0: are are coaches do you think eyeballing the opposing teams to see if there's anyone they might want to chat
1: no with question after
0: the season no question do you think there,
1: so? there's an underworld of recruiting going on with the portal not only in volleyball but all sports maybe the the players Former club team coach,
0: suddenly gets a call uh, during the week, during the season, to saying, "Hey, really impressed with the way she played against us this weekend. If she's interested in joining us next season, call us after the season."
1: I, like I said, there's an underworld of uh, recruiting going on.
0: Can coaches initiate
1: after the season now? Can no, coaches initiate? You, you coaches cannot initiate at all. So the player has to throw they out. They have to go in the portal, and then then you, once they're in the okay. portal, you can you know you can contact them. Uh, but what happens is you've got this. Like I said, this underworld of club coaches and contacts, and you know, it's it's no different. Men's basketball, and men's football. I mean, it's women's basketball. It's like you know, who knows who, and oh, somebody's not happy, so let's get him somewhere else. I mean, it's, it, it's in a way, it's ruining college sports. But you know, here, so I look at it this way: that you can let it get to you, you know, which it does get to me a little bit uh, when we have players leave. But we want to build a culture that they don't want to leave. And they really love it here. They love playing for Nebraska volleyball. And uh, you know they want to be here. And that's going to be the challenge for all coaches and programs. Can you build a culture where they're happy and want to be here and, and bleed Husker? How
0: easy is it logistically for a player to join the portal? Do they, do they have to formally tell you, and they get permission
1: from your, the home university, and then it's just a technicality? Or... They just call our compliance office, and they're in the portal. That's it. They don't and, have to tell me. And can the compliance office try to change their mind? Or no? No, it, they won't. Their jobs. Okay, you're in the portal. Okay. You know, here's you log, you put your name in, and there you go. They tell, they give them a little sheet. Here's what happens in the portal. You know, You, you know, you can get contacted. You can visit these dates. Whatever. I mean, just like five things on that. And the sheet. The numbers of players in all these
0: sports <laughs> in the portal is, is remarkable. And and then it's about half never find a home. Right. So, do I, I, you think the numbers are going to shrink a little bit when people realize that this isn't necessarily in your favor to give up a guaranteed scholarship and join this portal, the uh, the land of the
1: unknown? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, it'd be interesting to see where it goes. But I just know how we're going to approach it, and we are approaching it as we want to build build a team that, you know. Kind of like the Patriots or the Celtics or the Lakers. You know, guys want to – LeBron wants to go play for the Lakers, you know. And we want players that – they want to come play for Nebraska because they get an 8,000-seat arena. Mm-hmm. They're idolized here. They get a lot of attention. It's a big deal. And, it's you know, it's fun to play here.
0: You got Salt Creek. You got Gateway yeah. Mall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the
0: hiking out there? <laughs> yeah. Wilderness Park? place yeah. is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a full package. Platte River.
1: Right. And you got, you know, you got uh, Love Library, The Mill, Scooters, oh. you know, got great coffee oh, places. Right. That goes <laughs> of
0: course, I can't believe I skipped over that, yes.
1: Yeah. And you got Garth Books comes to the stadium. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that.
0: And he hangs out and starts talking about his Oki State days. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's a good concert. We just need, Now we need to get Dead and Company to come in. Maybe on their final tour next year, they'll come to Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: You've got to get your favorite band in here at some point.
1: Well, Pearl Jam? Yeah. They've, already, they've been here, they've been to PBA.
0: It's been a while. It's been a while. And 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 remember when they brought you up on stage and you greeted the whole crowd?
1: That was awesome. When was that? <laughs> this is sorry. <laughs> but did you get a chance to go meet with them backstage? That was in Toronto. Yeah, oh, I went you, to. The, you did see them because we missed the we missed the concert here okay. because we. You want remember that story? But we were playing a. Mich- it was a Thursday night, and we were playing at Michigan State on Friday. Yes. So the plane, a team, took off on Thursday, and I, I had a, I booked a ticket to go Friday morning commercial, and then I got so stressed out. Like if I leave the team, I'm not there. So I ended up getting on the charter and going, ate my ticket on Friday because I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't take it. I you thought know? you were distracted yeah. that trip. <laughs> We won in five. That <laughs> was one of the 15 13s in the fifth we won. That those those was like the uh, fifth the one in a row. Yeah. yeah,
0: Michigan State and Nebraska used to be a war. Yeah. It was, it just start playing in the fifth. I mean, yeah. I don't know why you play the first four sets. <laughs> it's always going five. Yeah. And it's always like a deuce game.
1: Yeah. And, but Michigan State's falling off a little bit. But the brighter days ahead. They're, well, we got we play them next week, next Thursday in Breslin. So that's going to be an upgrade. Yeah, but you know whose statue is right out front of Breslin? Uh, magic
0: that was not supposed to be a tricky trivia question 402 413 2400 if you want to chime in the head coach is here let's just move right to the the main course the ohio state match was that a thing of beauty or was that kind of a grinding match
1: well i was watching uh i was riding my bike today and i pulled on the you because it's on youtube now the the Nebraska Public Television did the broadcast, and I always like to listen to what Kathy and Larry have to say and I mean they had some great lines uh, you know well whoever whoever makes the least amount of mistakes might win this <laughs> and there's another serve. Well, whoever serves it in the court might win that <laughs> that's but, job one but game Get five was a heck of a game That was some big-time volleyball, big-time plays. It
0: was a cleaner set. Yeah. There were two service errors by them. Otherwise, it was a pretty clean
1: set. Yeah. I mean, it was some high-level volleyball. That was... The dig by Lexi. you got to play that. You can't let the thing come on over. It's close. you got to play it. I know. They let it drop. Kill. I know. That was... was, But that shot she dug, I mean, that was a rocket. There was some high-level volleyball. But, you know, it's... That was a stressful match. Two teams, you know, I think got, they got us out of our comfort zone and we got them out of their comfort zone. And that's why I think it was a little bit ugly at times and high air. But because you're, when you can't, I mean, John, we blocked. Not for points. We blocked 100 balls. And how many actually counted as blocks? 15. 15. Season high. Yeah. But, but that's how many others. balls we touched with our block. I mean, how? there was times we blocked five in a row. They were covering. <laughs> and, I and, mean, it was unreal. And they're
0: elite attackers.
1: Jalen needs a raise. Yeah, it just shows you the. I mean, it was high. It was, it was, it was a. It was exhausting. Very defensive struggle. Yeah. And, and when hitters are struggling and can't mm. get kills, setters get tight, they get tight, then you start seeing errors, and we just hung in there two less errors in you know, the fifth. And there were a couple marathon rallies. I thought I saw a little fatigue, and from
0: the Huskers, I almost never... Notice or detect fatigue. How about you? Did you think they
1: were they no. were a little tired? No. no, I thought we were we were still fresh. I, I just was happy we got it to game five because I thought a game five, okay, we're, we're, we can we can beat, beat, win this match. What happened
0: in set four? It seemed like a close set, and they had a lot of momentum. and it was, They kind of petered out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: You won that set pretty handily at the end, it seemed like they were making errors. They kind of let go a little yeah, bit
1: They kind of they kind of did, and that's the crowd and our defensive pressure. But we should have won game two. That was disappointing. I mean, we had we had the opportunity to win game two. You know we what, made a nice comeback, got ahead, yeah. and couldn't finish. You know at eight they
0: call the, the fans the, the 12th man. Is it time to start calling the Devaney, the seventh woman?
1: I love it. I love it. There's, already... there's been some other nicknames that people have called our fans. Not the seventh awesome. woman. Awesome. There's but, one. But Loud. something like, yeah, I can't remember a few years ago. Now
0: now and then, they're a little quiet. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just noticing during times when the team is struggling, the fans reflect it.
1: Kelly Hunter said that might have been the loudest she's ever heard Devaney on Saturday night. Nice. Was it Coliseum-esque? Close. (sighs) Coliseum, though, has that that make-your-ears-ring ting, you know, tinty sound because of the metal roof what was the match where kim b says <laughs> kim
0: barrett says that the player her teammates were yelling at her like like as far away as a foot or two and couldn't hear each other yeah it was i think the south carolina match yeah in, those two thousand
1: calls seeing your ears would hurt you yeah. go you go home and your ears hurt Devanny <laughs> is loud but it's you know it's got better acoustics so it's not that that ting, ringing tinging you know that you get it it gives you a headache and hurts your ears 402 413 we got a, a lineup
0: here here's uh karen in lincoln karen welcome you're on the nebraska volleyball show with the head coach john cook hi karen hi john hi coach how are you doing doing great thanks good Well, i guess my question was with uh becca alex uh eight minute. Violation or eight-second violation on the serving. That was that was the one I was trying to figure out. But I think if I remember right in college volleyball, you have eight seconds to serve the ball. And I was wondering if she was distracted or what had happened there. Karen, will tell you what. Hang on, we're right going to get back to that. We're going to talk to Jeremy and Charlie, and we continue. This is your Nebraska volleyball show. Welcome back to your Nebraska Volleyball Show. So sorry, Karen. We just did not get exactly what you said. If you want to text us, 402-413-2400, we will address it for you. There's the head coach, John Cook. Sports Nightly Hotline is brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime. With 18 brands and a huge selection of pre-owned, you can always find what you're looking for with Woodhouse. And... The official co-op of Husker Nation is Central Valley Ag. They invite you to participate in the volleyball radio show. Whether you text from the tractor or call from the combines, that's the head coach's favorite. Farmer feedback is always welcomed on the Husker Radio Network. Thank you to Central Valley Ag. And thank you to Jeremy in Minnesota. Great to have you with Jeremy. You're on the Nebraska Volleyball Show.
1: Hey, John, um, congrats on 800 wins. Amazing accomplishment. Um, two real quick questions and I'll hang up and listen. Uh, First off, what's your favorite Pearl Jam song? Nice. And second, what would you say your two keys to building your culture at Nebraska have been um, that have attracted so many of these great players to come play for you? Thanks again, and go Big Red. Whoa. Favorite Pearl Jam song. Favorite Pearl Jam song. We actually, Lauren and I danced to it at her wedding. Black. Nice. Yeah, great song.
0: Andrew, get black. Line up, we're
1: gonna play it. <laughs> and uh uh two things we do to build a culture. Uh one is you know we we have our themes one theme that we go by it's we over me so you're a part of something really special here nebraska volleyball we talk about the tradition the olympians the great players you know you're part of something really special here so the we over me part and uh, so i think that really resonates with with a lot of these recruits and um and then i think uh you know the uh, just the whole experience here. You know, you, they get a great education here because we're a smaller campus. So trivia question is: We're there's only one Big Ten campus smaller than Nebraska. Who is it? Geographically smaller? No. S- student population student. wise. Northwestern. Northwestern. And then we, are, I think, are the fifth largest city in the Big Ten. Nice. So. I just think the, the the town of Lincoln, the people. I mean, I, this is what I. We just had three recruits in this week, and everybody says, "Guy, they're so nice. People here people. are so nice." They're great. Yeah. And so, anyway, I and I think that with the work ethic of the people in Nebraska, Nebraskans work hard. Mm-hmm. Whether you're farmers, you work downtown. I mean, there's so many hardworking people here. It, it's a, that's part of the culture that I think they connect with. Is people care? They take care of each other. It's very hardworking. We're, you know, we're going to work hard to be the best we can be. So this isn't just a Nebraska volleyball creation. You're kind of borrowing from the rural no question culture
0: of the of the state.
1: Yep. Yep. And I think I think. That's that's what we are here. I'm
0: seeing more and more teams, Coach, with the last names on the back of the jerseys. Is that consistent
1: with we over me? Totally. Really? So I'm,
0: you'd be okay with it? You'd be okay with putting the names no. on the back of the jersey? No. no. So you're not? We is. Nebraska's
1: yeah. on. You play what's on the front so you of your never jersey. never put Kubik on, on the back, back. Of, no. of No. No. Because it's about what's on the front of your jersey. Here's Charlie in
0: Omaha. Charlie, great to have you. on the Nebraska Volleyball Show. Hello, Charlie. Hello, John. How are you doing? Good. John, I just want to first... First of all, John, I just want to say
1: that uh, you and Lauren bring a lot of knowledge, insight to the game, along with a lot of fun and a lot of color. I hope you continue. Thank you, uh, Coach. Got a quick question. These girls exert their
0: bodies for five sets. After the ball game is over, John, how do they uh, uh, they go through ice treatments or what?
1: Well, it depends on the night. <laughs> if it's a Saturday night, we turn them loose. But uh, after we played Friday night, they go, we have an ice bath in our locker room. And and uh, so they ice bath. Or some of them will use a product called Norma which is, uh, it's like this, you get in this suit, and this it puts pressure on your, uh, it forces pressure on your muscles to help flush out the lactic acid that's built up. So, those are the two key things that an ice bath does something very similar pumps blood into those muscles and gets the lactic acid out. So, that's how we recover. And we have, you know, we have all that equipment and the ice bath, so it's great. And it's right there in the locker room, so it's very convenient. But after Saturday night, I mean, they're turning loose, so they probably have different forms of recovery that. Like Probably re- can't talk about right. like what we used to do in the old days. Reading, <laughs>
0: yeah. Coach, one other question: How is Ellie Batenhorst, horse, and when do you expect her back?
1: Well, she's back. She's been back in practice uh, last couple practices last week, and then uh, last two this week. And you know, uh, she seems to be feeling good. We're, you know, the key is she can't have pain because those things, you know, they they're like hamstrings. You you know. You may never get over it if you don't take care of it. So she's been doing well. She, This is the hardest day she's had. We put her in some really tough drills today to test her. And uh, as far as I know, she did really well.
0: They jump in a bath of ice. Yeah. How long does it take for the intended recuperative effect? Yeah, they go about 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Yeah. In a bath it's,
1: of ice? It's It's not necessarily a bath of ice. I think it's about 48 degrees, oh. somewhere around there. So Still a little nippy. It's nippy, yeah. I mean, you, you—if you and I jumped in, we'd be, oh, be, you know, breathing deeply. And people <laughs> complain
0: when their shower is not real warm. Yeah. Bath of ice, Robert, yeah. in Omaha. Great to have you on the Nebraska volleyball show. Hello, Robert. Hello, Coach. Thank you. I'll get to my. I have a question about a suggested tactic. I. Uh, you as a receiving team, can you change position uh, before or as the ball is being served? I, I, w- I was thinking that, like once every five, seven games at a critical point, you as they come forward, let's say uh, an underclass server is coming forward. As they get ready to come forward and serve, you change position. Just a suggestion.
1: Thank you for the season. Robert, we actually do that. We call it uh, bro shift, or we'll just shift the whole passing formation. So we actually did it against Ohio State a couple times. Uh, and that's legal to do as long as we maintain our overlap so if one person shifts everybody has to shift so we don't you know get an overlap call uh, but we do do that we do practice it uh, we have a name for it and and uh, our goal is to get Lexi Rodriguez passing as many balls as possible because nobody serves her so we're trying to shift her to get her more attempts is usually the main goal or if somebody's struggling passing, we'll shift to get them out so the opponent is about to served and they're looking at the ball and they're no longer looking at the
0: position of the huskers and you guys real sneaky kind of shift real quickly yep. and suddenly lexi bing
1: yep. is able to handle it yeah so and that's
0: called bro shift
1: we call it bro shift yeah. you can't
0: say that because now everyone listening knows what's going on so you gotta yeah. have a new name yeah i mean the husker football defense has got all sorts of new names yeah every week you change the signals yeah no no, you go to save stuff the no, whole week. No, the whole season.
1: We just hope we, you know, we're just trying to get her more more reps, basically. And uh, you know, they're they're pretty good at it. They've been doing it now. You know, that group's been doing this second year. You know, we've had the Maddie, Kenzie, Lexi, and and now Lindsay's out there. A couple, some couple rotations. A couple teams of late have actually been targeting Lexi with the serve. Are you thinking? Only one team did that was. Was it Kentucky, Kentucky that came out and started serving her? Yeah. And then
0: I think we saw Ohio State at times.
1: Sure maybe it was No, right? that was because we were getting over. They weren't okay. trying to serve her. You were bro-shifting. I think it was Kentucky, if I remember. It was Kentucky or Stanford. Stanford. It was one of those yep. matches. Ashley came out and started serving her. And that's a tactic. Pittsburgh did it in the Final Four against us. And Lexi shanked the first two balls because they're just not used to it. Yeah. So we actually have a drill. I, in fact, it's a good reminder. We probably need to do it tomorrow. We call it Blast the Bro. So we, we're going to work on Siding out, and we're going to serve Lexi every ball just to get her used to it. Because what happens is they're not used to getting served. And we tried this against Ohio State Lavero because she was, yeah. statistically, she was their worst passer. So we went after her, and I, I changed it up after that because she was just like she was on the zone that night. Remember PEIU at yeah.
0: Colorado in 06 served, served Jordan, Jordan. all yeah. night? Yep. Yeah. And she was so flabbergasted, and yeah. they pulled the shocker. Yeah, they pulled the shocker. They, Yeah, Does that one still sting? Yeah. Meanwhile, we had a couple that stung at Colorado. Tough place to win. Remember, uh, we got a text from T- uh, Tracy in Omaha. Please explain this eight-second serving rule that happened, and Becca Alec got whistled for the infraction, force set versus for Ohio State.
1: Eight-second rule. Yeah, so once the referee blows the whistle, you have eight seconds to serve the ball. Great. You, you just were telling me off the air here, you've never seen it called in all never the years it. you've done it. Never seen it. Well, what happened was as i went back and watched it becca never heard the whistle i never heard the whistle but the referee heard his own whistle and started you know the counting and actually went probably longer than eight seconds because i think he's like okay she's not going to serve it so i'm gonna have to nail her on this well she's just back there and finally i caught her attention and gave her the signal but she's still kind of waiting for this for the whistle and you know that's when you play in a loud arena But that referee should get eye contact with her and make sure you know. And he he blows it and does his hand signal. And blowing a loud whistle is an art. Yeah. Don't be a ref if you don't have that super loud whistle. Yeah. So uh, that's just uh, you know a freak thing that she didn't hear it and she wasn't. A veteran enough to recognize, okay, I better hurry and serve this because the guy, I mean, I don't know if he's blown the whistle or not, but it seems like a lot of time's gone by here. It
0: was a big moment.
1: Yeah. It was a really big
0: moment. Late in the fourth set, Nebraska 811 says, Go dig red before you dig. Always call or click 811 to have your utility lines marked. It's free, it's easy. It is the law. And buckle up, put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office, 402 413 2400. More Nebraska Volleyball Show after you hear this. Welcome back to your Nebraska Volleyball Show with the head coach, John Cook. My is John Baylor. The Big Red on the road. Seven of the next nine matches, in fact, on the road. As the Big Red faces Rutgers, 6 o'clock local time, central time, Friday night. We'll have it for you on the HRN. And then Sunday matinee, 12 noon at Maryland. And then following week, Michigan State and Michigan, again, both on the the road women-owned businesses are vital to a thriving culture of entrepreneurship innovation and responsible contribution to community and the planet bank of the west is proud to provide resources training and solutions to help you achieve your goals learn more at bankofthewest.com remember FDIC. carla from grand island she says jalen reyes your terrific number one assistant is uh, careful not to be on the court but Carla thought the Ohio State assistant coach had both feet on the court. Isn't that a violation? What's the rule on coaches getting on uh, the court?
1: They're not supposed to be, and she's correct.
0: And can what's the infraction? You Get warned? Point taken. Uh,
1: uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if there is an infraction. You know, I, I mean, the rest would have to do something. Uh, um, you know, we. We have complained in the past. Some teams, I won't mention names, their players, are, like if there's a big point, their players will actually run, you know, from the back back there, they'll run onto the court. And I've sent video in to the, you know, the head of the officials and say, wait a second, these guys aren't in the match. They should not be on the court. I mean, after in the, the court, point. Right, they're over. not supposed to run out there. But, yep. you know, it's just one of those things where they, you know, they don't call it, they're going to do it. Here's uh, Bob in Lincoln. Hi, Bob. Greetings. You're on the Nebraska Volleyball Show. Hi, John.
0: Coach, thank you very much. Uh, kind of a serious question, Coach. Are, are you doing anything to help Kennedy or with Psyche? Remind me of seek back when he had the yips of baseball.
1: Uh, yeah. We call it train hard and uh, uh but no we're I'm not doing anything specific for that It's just uh she's you know working through that she's puts put a lot of pressure on herself and she wants to be great and uh we're just trying to get her to relax and play and trust her training and and uh you know she she you know she had a bad injury two years ago and you know that she's still trying to figure out how to trust her body and that's uh so we're making progress every day and uh The only way I know how to do it is just create great fundamentals and and train her really hard and and so so she doesn't have to think about it. Thanks, Bob.
0: Serving errors. How can can the Huskers kind of ignore the serving errors that the opponents of late have, have had and just... Uh, get the uh, uh, appropriate number of serves in and really cut down on their errors and it just seems like when the opponent is is coughing up errors suddenly Nebraska starts doing the same thing
1: well we think it's we start with errors and that costs the <laughs> opponents to make a lot of errors so I don't know I've, I've we're, we're trying to do everything we can to fix it on our side of the net and uh, we just we have you know it's, it's uh, you know it's like basketball If somebody goes out, hits a three, and they hit a three, all of a sudden, everybody gets hot. Somebody goes out, misses, 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 and all of a sudden, you know, nobody can shoot. (laughs) So it's one of those things that's contagious. Somebody starts missing, and we've been missing early, uh, and it becomes contagious. So one of our players actually made the comment, like, I used to love serving behind, it would go Nicklin, Kenzie Knuckles, Lexi, so those are three great servers who serve in a lot and and so i can't remember uh and then we had a mm-hmm. and so it might have been maddie that said that so maddie was fifth in the serving order she goes i never felt pressure because those guys were all crushing it and getting it in so i could just go back and tee off well now we nicklin hasn't been serving so we've got kennedy uh, who's serving and, and she's been high air, and then you've got Kenzie Knuckles feeds off of that and goes high air, and Becca, and then that forces. Then Lexi all of a sudden starts pressing, she, she's high air. And we get to Becca, like, okay, let's is it going to be in or out? And then if she misses, that just starts the chain all over again. Here's Michael in Texas. Hi, Michael, you're on the Nebraska volleyball show. Hey, Coach, hey, John, uh, thanks for having me. My question is that as I understand, there was a volleyball. A hey, libero cannot attack the ball. So why would a team play with a libero? Why would you not have three players in the back row, like Kenzie Knuckles, who can attack out of the back row? I'm not, I'm not sure so, I
0: followed that. Um, the, the libero cannot jump off the floor right. and attack from above right. the net. But they can attack feet on the floor. Right. And he's saying, why not have three attackers back there? So you got oh, three weapons.
1: Yeah, because well, we, we'd rather set the front row attackers one. And those libero's are pretty exceptional in what they do defensively and passing, and and uh, so you just really need one attacker out of the back row at times. But we're in a six-two offense, so we have three hitters up there all the time. Typically, you run your back row attackers when the setters up there, and you only have two hitters, so you get a third hitter coming out of the back row, and that's what most teams do. and And some teams use more back row attackers, but you still. Look at it as you got three attackers, the, even though they're coming out of the back row. And Liberos get to stay for five and a half rotations in back.
0: Everyone else is rotating. They yeah. just kind of hang out in the back. And they can dictate. Does Lexi Rodriguez always give
1: you a chance? All, always. I mean, yeah, we, we've learned those lessons. But, you know, here's another trivia question tonight is what team won the last college volleyball match before Liberos came in to, to, uh, to start playing? It was in Richmond, Virginia. Was that it? Well, that was a, that was old side out scoring. Yeah, that was the two thousand national championship, Nebraska. Yeah, and that was two thousand one. We started with liberos? I think that's right. Yeah. or yeah. maybe it was two thousand two. I'm one, pretty sure two thousand one or two thousand two. Yeah. So we were. The, we, I think we were the either. The, no, we so we lost in the semis in oh one. So we might have been. We played in that preseason week early match in two thousand two. I think, and we were the first team to actually play with a libero. Oh. Now the question is, who was that libero? In oh two, you're talking 02, about? Yeah. That? Well, Lindsay. I'm sure. Lindsay, Lindsay Wishmar. Lindsay, Lindsay. Wishmar who played, she played DS before that, mm-hmm. and then her freshman year she set. 402, 413, 2400. more Nebraska volleyball show after you hear this.
0: Friday night, the resurgent Scarlet Knights of Rutgers, 6 p.m. local time are hosting your huskers. Rutgers trying to make it two in a row in the Big Ten. They're gonna bust pinatas for a week. If they can pull off another Big Ten upset, I'm not sure any Scarlet Knight will go to school the following week.
1: Easy, big fellas. Good. I mean, Rutgers won how many matches last year? I mean, they won like five or six yeah. matches, and
0: they're down to only three foreigners, and one of them's a Canadian. So they're yeah. totally changing their ph- yeah. philosophy.
1: Yeah, they got a good coach. She does a nice job. They play hard. I mean, we we had a tight match with them there last year. Good point. Yeah. Meanwhile, the. Uh,
0: Sports Nightly Hotline is brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the uh, at one of the sixteen convenient locations or online at Woodhouse.com anytime. With eighteen brands and a huge selection of pre-owned, you can always find what you're looking for with Woodhouse. Here is Ryan in Stromsburg, Nebraska. Ryan, great to have you on the Nebraska Volleyball Show.
1: Yeah, thank you. Got a question regarding the uh, challenge at eight when we were up eight to seven. Did it actually hit our finger? And did the ref get that wrong? And how did that impact the, the fifth set? A uh, great question, Stromberg. Are you on a combine? I had to send him off. He's probably in
0: a, <laughs> you're in Stromsburg at okay. this hour. You're he's got to
1: be on a combine. I love it. Uh, we uh, it's very interesting looking at the TV replay because it looks like it could have touched a finger. But I don't know if he looked at that. He had, you know, they have several cameras, uh, and the girls said they didn't touch it. So, I mean, they, they were right away, Co- coach, we didn't touch it. Uh, and, Big matches are and, being decided and, and, by pixels. And my, yeah, and my, both, all the coaches in the end, you know, were saying, they go, she's way over. I mean, Jalen was, Jalen usually is, you know, right all the time, and he goes, yeah. He goes. Let's get ready. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna serve again. So, they were pretty confident. And but sometimes those cameras, you know, it, it looks one way. And even on balls that are in or out on the line, you see it. And like, oh, for sure that's in. Then you look at it, it's out on camera or vice versa. So sometimes those cameras can be deceiving how what it really shows. The pixels give and the pixels take. That's right. All I
0: know is every match, Lauren says, boy, I wish I could have played with replay. <laughs> there are some Coliseum matches when I'm oh, confident yeah. the opposing coaches wish they could have played with
1: replay. Yeah. Well, there's several places on the road that... I wish we. I, I tell you what, we we'd have a hell of a lot better. I'd have I'd have had 800 wins about 25 wins ago, uh, 25 matches if, if we'd have had replay at Texas, Penn State, some of those places. I just carry around green
0: cards with me all day. <laughs> can I can I see that one again? Can we do a do over? All right, coach. Uh, split matches. We got about one minute. You okay with going
1: Friday Sunday? Uh, we have to. I mean, Maryland has a 3:30 football game, I think, on Saturday, so they just can't. You know, this is the problem with playing in the fall. You got these football games, and you know they, they if, you know, you got to move it to Sunday.
0: Are you gonna take the team to the Statue of Liberty? No. no. How about uh, the, uh, the, the Washington D.C.
1: and Seattle the buildings? hotel baby? That's our that's our world.
0: When you're talking Nebraska culture, it's volleyball culture. We're not here to (laughs) sample the the U.S. government. All right, Coach, uh, first weekend tied for uh, first place at the top of the Big Ten. Lots of upsets. And Nichol Hames, real quick, how's she doing?
1: She's still not back in practice, so we can't count on her. And uh, the Big Ten's going to be wild, so buckle up. Listen to the B-107 when we're on the road. I don't know if these matches are televised, but... These are all going to be really tough matches. It's exciting. You sound like the NDOT, Nebraska Department of Transportation. Buckle up. Thanks, Buckle Coach. Up. That's your Nebraska Volleyball Show. Good night, Nebraska.